0: Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's word and discover radical results along the way. Hey friends, welcome to Walk It Out. This is episode 19 and today's guest is Rita Richardson. This is going to be fun because it's the first time I've interviewed someone from the fashion industry. Today, you'll hear how a Mennonite girl ended up working in fashion and eventually started her own fashion brand. It's pretty inspiring. What I love was how Rita's story really made me consider how I view fashion in our home. Can fashion be something I use to inspire my girls and remind them that Jesus loves them and will always be with them? Amazingly, it can be. Rita's story also made me consider my own growing up years. If you've heard me at any of my speaking events, you might have heard me introduce myself in this way. I should say something like, hi, I'm Trisha Goyer, and I'm from Weed, California. I grew up in weed, not on weed, but the best part is that I went to weed high. Yes, you got that right, weed high. Even better, I was a cheerleader at weed high. So one of our cheers just happened to be this one. Weed high is the best, high is the best, high you get. Now, that usually is how I begin because it does a few things. First, it tells a little bit about me that I grew up In California, this tiny little town named Weed, but also it gets people laughing. And as I look back during those years, I, as a young woman, could have used a little inspiration and a little encouragement. And I was going to tell you a little bit about that today. I grew up in Weed, in a low-income home, and I was a chubby kid. Since we didn't have much money, I'd get one new school outfit a year, but even that, I didn't feel pretty because I felt bigger than all the other girls. Now, looking back, I was totally average. I maybe, I mean, maybe five pounds of little chubbiness there, you know, around your face, those, those little preteen years, but I just felt bigger because most of my friends were real thin. And also, I didn't feel pretty because most of my clothes came from yard sales. So I always envied my friends' cute clothes. Then, when I got to high school, two things happened at once. First, I grew out of that chubby phase, and I had curves in all the right places. I also started working after eighth grade, and I used my money to buy clothes. So some of those clothes were things I would never even consider letting my teen girls wear. Um, Remember, this is the late 80s, so we're talking about mini skirts and lots of skin. That's what was in Soon, I started getting attention from guys, as you can imagine, which led to me making bad choices. I realize now that my inward desire to be loved and appreciated displayed itself in my outward attire. I wish I would have realized then that Jesus could fill me up on the inside and take away those longings for love that I assumed came from boys. If I truly been able to find satisfaction in Jesus during that time, during those teen years, I doubt I would have dressed in some of the outfits that I wore. I most likely wouldn't have made some of the same poor decisions either, seeking love in all the wrong ways. So how about you? Have you really thought about how the clothes you choose for yourself are example for your daughters or other young women? Also, have you ever considered how the clothes you choose for your daughter can give her hope and courage in her day. These are some of the things that came out in my talk with Rita. I was really inspired and I hope you will be too. Please enjoy this conversation with Rita well welcome to walk it out I am so glad that you're here today and I just love introducing new friends and this is a new friend to me so this is the first time I've got to talk to Rita and I am just so excited to hear more about her and what God is doing in her life and I'll, I'll share a little bit more about um, how we connected and a super fun gift that she gave to two of my girls so um, they are just in love with what she does but First of all, um, I want to just welcome Rita Richardson. And Rita, will you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Um, thanks for having me. I'm very excited about this. Um, my name
1: is Rita Richardson, and uh, I grew up in Central Illinois uh, on a farm, uh, sort of a Mennonite kind of background. So uh, very, you know, religious and um, spiritual, and but at the same time, I was in love with fashion. And I knew from a very young age that I wanted to do something in fashion, but I really wasn't sure what that would mean. And I met a friend of my sister's who was uh, studying fashion merchandising and I was hooked. I thought this is, this is for me. This is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And that's what I did. Um, I pursued that. And um, I ended up doing lots of different jobs in fashion. I was a buyer I was a merchandiser. Um, I sort of evolved myself into being a designer and also doing production. I did my own production um, at one time, and then I started my own company, which was a huge, huge endeavor um, and not for the faint of heart. Uh, luckily, in like most endeavors in life, you you don't know what you don't know, and that ignorance is what propels you forward. And um, so we started this company, and we worked with a lot of. Big box retailers, so people like J.C. Penney and Dillard's and those kinds of people, and um, it was a real education. I feel like I that was like college all over again. I was learning so many new things and um, kind of again layering on and preparing me for the next step. Um, and as retail was starting to change, I think we all are kind of aware of what's happening in retail. Things are kind of upside down. There's so much more online business. Retailers struggling a little bit, um, we decided we would just stop. We would quit while we were ahead. And I thought I was leaving fashion behind. Um, I was ready to do something different. I wanted to do something that was a little bit more giving back, I guess, if you will. And so I was. I, I found an organization um, that was starting a program helping the immigrant community in Chicago. Uh, and what we were doing was we were training and teaching and Um, about retail, um, retail management and customer service and that kind of thing. And I started doing that and I realized that there was still something unfinished um, with my fashion world. Um, It just kind of pulled me back. There was something that I felt like I still needed to do, but I really wasn't sure what that was. And during that time, um, it was 2016, and there was just a lot of noise in 2016. There was a lot of chaos and the media. I think we felt, I felt very bombarded by it. And um, Christianity was sort of getting tossed around. And, and a lot of times it was in a way that I didn't feel like the message, the core message was getting through. And so it's kind of funny. There was a, a verse, that a, a psalm, Um, From David, where he talks about restore to me the joy of thy salvation. And it just kind of became a loop in my head. I just kept hearing it over and over and over again, not really knowing what that was leading me to. And over time, it it just literally bubbled up into my brain to say, if I could create um, and design a brand, um, starting with girls, that was pretty and comfortable and age-appropriate, that had a message grounded in Christ's teachings of faith and love and hope that girls wanted to wear because it was cute and trendy, um, and that moms loved because the message was another way for her to have a voice in her daughter's ear as she sends her out the door, um, you know, saying that that God's always with you, and and all that that means. Um, she takes that with her, and. That's that's how I started the company Angels Unaware, which is how you and I connected. And that's been the path that that that's led me to today.
0: What I love is you know, talking about just being that little girl. And you know, I think the first question that came to mind when I was thinking about this is you talk about coming from a, almost a Mennonite background and I've written Amish novels and I've been around Amish and Mennonite communities, and fashion really isn't something that they celebrate. <laughs> so how <laughs> In the world, did that like even come into your mind? And obviously, God put it there. I mean, it you know all gifts that we have. Even I mean, as little kids, I mean, that's where you see the the gifts bubbling up. So, how did it did it come? Where you all of a sudden just thought of fashion and and you saw your sister's friend and um, tell me a little bit about that journey. Well, I think
1: that um, again, I was kind of a tomboy, so it, it almost doesn't seem quite like it fits. I was a, I was a real tomboy. I, I had a pony and, you know, puppies and all kinds of things. But at the same time, I think that um, just, I really loved beautiful things and not, not like monetarily. I just mean, you know, color. Um, I think that the color that you see in nature, um, you can't reproduce. Um, But I loved color. I loved that kind of thing. And I think when I look back, on growing up on a farm, in my mind's eye, I picture that green, green grass, and those beautiful pink tulips coming up, and that, you know, bright red barn, and our yellow house, and um, I think my mom um, influenced me, I think. She she had an artistic sort of twist. Um, I remember coming home from school one day, and we, we lived up a long lane, and the, I was taking the bus, and I came, and we turned the corner onto the lane and everyone on the bus started staring at my house because my mom had painted in our front door orange and we had a yellow house and we had an orange door and she just, she just had this moment where she was like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to have that little (laughs) splash, you know, of color. And I think that, you know, subliminally or somewhere, um, she gave that to me and, um, I think I took it from there and just started loving clothes and and fashion and never knowing um, really the origin of it. Like that what we wear, I say this a lot when I talk about the new company, because what we wear says something about us. And um, and I think that's really important. And I, I don't think I realized that part of fashion until much, much later on. But I think that's the that's the the beginnings,
0: right? And I just you know have to think too, um, being a believer and a Christ follower in the fashion industry. And I think you know when we think of the fashion industry, we think of those runway shows with those ridiculous outfits <laughs> and sometimes skimpy clothes, and um, you know the the movie stars in the audience. And I mean, we we almost see the secular thing. But I love how you're talking about like what we wear is a representation. Of ourselves and it's an outpouring and everyone's wearing clothes. So, you know, it's not just the fashion industry. Isn't just about those gowns and heels, but it really is, um, representing ourselves. So I just think about how did you find yourself emerging into that industry when you are following God and really, I I assume are finding yourself different in many ways than maybe some of the people that you worked with.
1: Um, definitely. I think that, um, it was early on in college. I, I, I remember um, I was a freshman and I took a class, and it was called the second skin, and <clears throat> it was really talking about not certainly not in a Christian way, but it was talking about how clothes are the first thing that someone sees about you when you walk into the room. That's the first impression that you're giving them, and um, you know, it, and it does, you know, even if you don't think about it you know, it gives someone an impression. Um, It says, are you depressed? You know, are we, are you wearing, you know, an XXL, you know, sweatshirt and sweatpants? Um, Are you, are you wanting to tell the world how rich you are? Um, Are you, are you saying that um, baseball is your passion? Are you saying that, you know, fantasy is all you think about? So, so everything that we put on is a message, no matter, no matter You don't don't want to think about it. You're still saying a message. You can't get around it because we live in a society where we we wear clothes. Um, So I think that um, I've always worked in the children's industry from my very, very beginnings. That's just where I was planted. Um, And again, I think that's where I was meant to be. And especially with children, I think that um, getting them started and seeing that their their decision-making about what they put on their bodies, that that's, it's saying something about them and being cognizant of that and being aware. And and I think that when you start that process young, um, not only is it the actual message that they're wearing, the actual clothes that they're putting on, but there's also something layered in in their foundational um, decision-making, which says, you know, I need to think about this before I put this on. And especially when we get to a little bit older girls where um, we live in a time where girls need to be aware of what they're wearing. And especially if they're wanting to um, hold fast to what their belief system is, that's another that's another layer that they need to consider. And I think when you start kids out young and, and as a mom being able to talk about that with your kids, like, oh, you're wearing your, you know, you're wearing your, your shirt that says, love one another, you know, what does that mean to you? Or remember to, you know, when, when there's a bully picking on, on someone in the, in the playground, remember, love one another and, you know, befriend that person or don't be the bully or be kind. Um, these are all messages that are certainly outward, but also we can talk about, Inwardly
0: as well. Oh, I just love this so much, especially, you know, I have seven girls. Um, the oldest is 25, so she's out of the house, but we have from 18 all the way down to eight. So, you know, I have an eight year old, a 10 year old, 13, two 15 year olds, and an 18 year old in the house and bought, trying to find clothing first that is appropriate. <laughs> uh, that is so hard, but then, uh, you know, they want all the fashion labels and the names and the brands. And I'll say something like you know, there'll be a label that. A movie star, or a singer endorses. I'm like, you know, that they aren't involved. <laughs> like, they're not. They're sewing these clothes, right? They they got a contract in the mail, and yes, they may look over some designs, but someone's paying them a lot of money to put their name on this. Um, and and then also just finding, you know, shorts even for little girls that aren't like way too short or shirts that don't have see-through mesh in them. And um, it is, I I didn't realize until, you know, talking to you and hearing that that we're having these conversations and I'm explaining uh, modesty and I'm explaining, you know, how we present ourselves and, you know, that's the first level. Um, And then we're also explaining about, you know, that people want to put labels on these clothes just to make more money and that, you know, it's not, Um, you know, that the star or the singer doesn't have anything to do with the actual manufacturing of the clothes is the second message. But I love how then you even take it further, you know, not only, um, you know, are they well made, and they, um, you know, are modest, but also the messages that you mentioned on the clothing is another level that we're having these conversations. And so I just love how you know as someone in the fashion industry you're thinking about all these things and you're understanding the messaging that goes to uh young girls cuz all you know our parents we need all the help we can get <laughs> in this area and just yesterday um my daughter was wearing your shirt that said be kind and it's one of her favorite shirts cuz it's just so comfy and I just love seeing her. It just makes me smile. But it just reminds me that, yes, next time she wears that, which will probably be as soon as I wash it again, <laughs> that we can have that conversation about what is kindness and what does that look like, you know, just even when you're in the neighborhood or where you're at church or all those things. Um, so I just love how you put so much thought into this. Well, thank you. I mean, I, we love hearing that, especially from moms, because
1: we really do want to reach the mom, the mom in is the, the front line for the child. You know, that's the first, um, the strongest influence, certainly, um, in a child's life. And I think that, you know, it seems like a small thing. Like some people could, you know, I could see a big eye roll from some people like, what does it really matter? And it's not that big of a deal. And it's just body coverage. Um, and it, and it, in some ways, it is a small thing. But that doesn't mean that it has to be an insignificant thing. Um, because it is significant. And, and I think that, um, reinforcing that idea of, um, what you wearing speaks to who you are inside and out and what's important to you and what your focus is. Um, I think, I think if we all, you know, thought about that, it, it would make a difference. Um, and it should make a difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is great that we have, um, you know, a chance to have these clothes for our kids. So, tell us a little bit about Angels Unaware.
1: So, Angels Unaware, um, again, it's kind of um, you know, it's it's a it's a living, breathing thing. So, uh, what we we're changing all the time, and what one of the things that's important to us is is talking to moms like yourself and finding out what's important, uh, what's important to you, um, but also, you know, our goal is to create fashion apparel so we want our our the girls our customers to feel like you know they fit in um but at the same time you know they're going to stand out because you know they're they're having a, a slightly different message on their on their clothes but at the same time our fashions could be sold at you know any department store boutique i mean they're not they're not you know plain jane they're fashion. And so we kind of wanted to be able to look the same as everybody else, but with a little bit of a twist in that um, whether we do a graphic or we do some sort of, you know, crochet applique or, you know, whatever detail we put on it, um, that message is going to be grounded in Christ's message of of love, faith and hope. And um, we hope that kids feel Comfortable and happy wearing it. You know, we want them to feel good about themselves. We want young girls to feel, you know, pretty and happy because when you feel that way, you're you're more confident. You're just um, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about you know facing the day. And um, I have a little story I could tell you. Um, we heard from we heard from one of our our customers who had bought one of our tops. Um, we call, we name all of our tops by the way. So we have an Allison top. We have a Joy top, and they're mostly named after friends of mine or people that I know and love. Um, so she was wearing, uh, she had, she had bought the Allison top and the Allison top, it, it has a, a heart made of flowers on it. It's a little screen, and it says, I am with you always. Um, and so she was getting, her daughter was getting ready to take some standardized tests at school. And it was her first time of taking them. And so she had like, you know, a little anxiety, like you do whenever you take a test And, um, she went into her closet and she pulled out the Allison top. I am with you always. And she said, I'm going to wear that. And, and when the mom was telling me the story, I, I almost burst into tears because I thought, yes, this is, this is what we want. This is what we meant to do. When we started the company that, um, this young girl is going to march out into the world She's, she's got God's promise right next to her heart. Literally <laughs> she's wearing it. And throughout the day when she's taking those tests, all she has to, you know, look down or, 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 touch and, and she'll have that promise. And it's a reminder, it's a prayer that, um, moms can send their kids off, you know, out the door with, and I think it's, to me, it just feels extra good as you're sending your child away or out the door to feel like there's a little bit of my voice, you know, my, my, what I've taught them from little on up that um, God goes before you in all things and nothing's going to happen. A friend of mine always says, you know, nothing is going to happen in your life that doesn't go through God's sieve, And that provides me personally with an enormous amount of comfort. And I think for a child to, to be able to be reminded of that, throughout their day and every interaction that they have. Wow. That's, that's really strength. That's, you know, he's, Jesus is right beside me. What can happen to me? What, what, uh, nothing. He's going to take care of me. He's going to shield me. He's going to watch over me. And that's a beautiful thing to me. And I think that if we accomplish that um, we will consider ourselves very, very successful.
0: I love that so much that they have that right there on their shirt that they can remember. Um, and my little girl, Bella actually has that shirt and it's so cute. There's, you you have to look at the angelsunaware.com. Um, it's just angelsunaware.com. And like she said, it's the blue Allison top and it has lace sleeves with this pretty design on the front. Um, and you know, my daughter loves that one. And also, um, what I love about it too is they have some of my adopted gifts have sensory issues. And so anything that's scratchy or, you know, as uncomfortable, I mean, there's a lot of cute stuff. But if it's too stiff or not very comfortable, they just will not wear it. Um, and so I love that these clothes are comfortable and cute and have the method. So it's just a bonus all around. But I'm just curious So how, as, as someone who's just not in the fashion world at all, how do you go about designing them and um, can you just go from design to maybe manufacturing um, and how it works? Because I think just out of curiosity sake. Sure. Absolutely. Um, well, like anything, uh, there's it starts with research.
1: Um, I do a lot of competitive shopping, which means that, you know, I go to every store. I, I, I pour through racks, you know, people that I think are more fashion leaders, a little bit more forward because we are a fashion company. So, I see what they're, you know, designing, what they're putting out. I do obviously a lot of shopping online, looking to see. Um, so then I start there and then it has to have our DNA imprint, if you will. So I take all the that's happening, you know, the trends that are happening. So for instance, if we think that, um, you know, lace is really strong. So I, I, I don't, I know that my customer isn't going to want anything that, is going to show too much, you know, inappropriately. So putting lace, lace on the sleeves, okay, that works. We get the trend, we've hit it, check, check. Um, but we've also used it in a very appropriate way, something that people will feel comfortable. So that goes into the design process. Um, and, and then we sort of assort and we say these these are the key bodies, these are the things, the silhouettes that are going to be important for the coming season. Um, and once we do that, then we start picking fabrics, which is again, you know, what makes us a little bit different, I think, than a lot of other um, people that, that do Christian apparel, you know, we design from the ground up. So, so once we have the body and, and silhouette in mind, then we, then we pick fabrics. And like you said, um, comfort is number one. I don't want I don't want to wear something that's scratchy. I don't want to wear something that doesn't give when I move my arm. Um, so we look for fabrics that are very soft. Um, very comfortable and, and especially mom friendly. We want to be able to throw them in the wash machine. So that's the next kind of phase. Like we look through that. And at the same time, we're also, we have a color story that we start with every season. So now we put the, we've got the body together. We've got the fabric together. Now the next thing, the big thing, the message and how are we going to show the message? So um, that's the next step. And so we sort of start with a theme. So for spring, we did a a, a a daisy, a flower, um, and and we sort of center. I sort of centered it around. Um, um, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, which is a proverb, and because um, I think that's like the first anti-bullying movement, because <laughs> I think that's so. Um, it's a it's just such a beautiful message. So we sort of centered around that, you know, bees and flowers and pretty. So that became the centerpiece, and so we built out from that. And we did some different things with like daisy trim to make, you know, a double heart on one top, you know, using like little trims and things like that. So we sort of rounded out the assortment and then um, we manufacture everything in America. Uh, So we make everything in New York, in Brooklyn, New York. So um, I go to Brooklyn. I work with um, a factory and we work through the details of, you know, just manufacturing the practicality of it, what we can do, because we want to hit a price point. We don't want to be too expensive. We want to fit within, you know, what's competitive um, for our customer, because we want it to be worn by people and not just a few people. Um, so we manufacture and we go through that process, which involves, you know, creating a pattern and and, and making a first sample and, and doing a fitting with the child, making sure that we put it on an actual kid and we say, how do, how do you like it? Does it, can you move? Can you sit? You know, do the sleeves feel good? Does it feel too low in the front? Does it, you know, do you, you know, does, is mom happy because the back covers up the bums in case they're wearing leggings, you know, all these things go into it. Um, and then we, manu- then we put it, all the pieces together, we manufacture it. Um, and then we bring it back to Chicago, which is where we're located and we distribute from Chicago. And, um, so it's a full process. It's, um, a lot of details, a lot of things that, um, again, my experience makes it easier for me at this stage to put all the pieces together, but, you know, like in everything in life, um, I always learn something new every season. Like, um, I think I've made I've eliminated any possibility for problems, mistakes, anything. And something new pops up. So <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, and I think, okay, well, that's the last one now. We're done. Um, but I'm sure next season there'll be something new that I'll learn. And that's what makes this business fun. It's ever changing. I mean, as as you can imagine, fashion's constantly changing. Trends are constantly changing, but the process is always changing too, because, um, you know, things that we can do, things that we can't do. Um, one of the things that we're, we're in, we're kind of working through the the details right now is I'm sure your girls will tell you how important the flip sequin is. They, the, the sequin applicated, you you rub it one way and it's a picture of something and you, you rub it the other way, it's something else. So, there's lots of availability of that. Like you can find those and, and put them on tops, but that's not what we want. We want something that's special to our customer and, and, and our message. So now we have to figure out how do we create something that's unique to our angels unaware customer, unique to our message, and be able to produce it at a price that doesn't you know cause the top to be you know skyrocketing because we're making something unique. And new and special. So, you know, that presents some some new struggles. But, you know, that's the challenge of the business. That's the part I really, really love, is being able to figure out how do I satisfy my customer? How do I give her exactly what she wants, what she's gonna feel like the other girls are wearing, at the same time a twist on the message. So it's it's constantly presenting itself with, with new challenges and opportunities.
0: I love that. And one of my favorite new designs that you have, you mentioned the daisies, is the daisy flower on a shirt. And on all the petals, it just says, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. And I just think that is just so precious. And what a conversation starter, too, when a little girl's, you know, wearing this. Exactly. And, and I think that was one of the things that... Um,
1: Someone has I, I get asked a lot, like, how do you come up with, you know, the the artwork, the designs, like how like, you know, and I always say I have good material, <laughs> you know what I mean? My my base, you know, where I start is 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 the best resource. Um and I think that um the daisy he loves me, you know, obviously it's a play on he loves me, he loves me not, which is you know, earthly. And it's about you know, human love and and the trials and tribulations of, of relationships. And Um, I love that little girls, you know, know that he loves me. He loves me. He loves me over and over and over again. There is no, he loves me, not never can be. Um, and we like that message. We like that reinforcing that message for sure.
0: So how have you seen God show up, um, as you started Angels Unaware?
1: Oh, Tricia, it's amazing. Um, in, in, in funny ways, like, uh, when we were starting the company, little things like, um we didn't know where we would be, like we needed a home. We needed a place to distribute from, to work out of, to design from. And um, I had met a friend a long time ago that um, mentioned she had started a small business and she was in something called an incubator. And I hadn't thought about her for years, a long, long time. And as we were thinking about this company, all of a sudden that just like came to the center of my brain. And I thought, I wonder, I wonder if that could be something for us. And I called them up and, you know, they said we had to go through this whole process, kind of a sharp tank kind of thing where you you go before this committee and you present, you know, what you're doing and your business. And, um, you know, I was a little nervous about something like that. So my partner, Jill, and I went, we prepared, we went and you know, as an aside, keep in mind, you know, now we're standing in front of strangers, um, people that are not necessarily, you know, Christians or, or believers, and now we're talking about what we're doing, and that we're, we're we're creating a Christian company, we're we're making Christian clothes for girls, and so you find yourself standing in front of you know a room full of you know ten you know ten pairs of eyes staring at you, and you're sort of witnessing your life and 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 your your mission, your new mission. Um, and so I found myself going, this feels kind of interesting, you know? <laughs> and and at the same time thinking, well, I guess this is a part of the process. This is it. He wants, he wants us here and he wants us doing this and he wants us talking about it and being open and free. And um, so we went through that process and we got in, they accepted us, um, which we were nervous that they wouldn't and they did. And then the next obstacle was it's a, it's a big, it's an old foundry. So it's, it's, this big warehouse building. They didn't have any small spaces and we're, we're little, we're, we're new companies. So we don't take that much space. So they came back and they said that they weren't, weren't going to be able to help us because there was no small space. And um, the next day, not, <laughs> I mean the next day uh, they called me back and they said, this is the weirdest thing. There's uh, one man who has a small space And he's got some issues where he he needs to, like, you know, move into a different space. So if you want to take over his lease, you can. Um, And it sounds like a small, small, like, kind of silly little thing, but it was a little miracle because all of a sudden now we had a home. We had a place to be. Um, And so I think there's been lots of things like that along the way. The people I have met... um, you know, you, you being a good example and all the other, you know, especially women, a lot of women that I have met in this process that have supported me, they strangers, people that don't really know me, supporting what we're doing, getting behind us, offering to help, um, offering to do whatever they can to, to move this forward. Um, I've been inspired by these women, by these people. And um, that's definitely God showing up. Um, and I, when I get discouraged or doubtful or all the things that, um, that can happen in, in the course of a business where, where, you know, things aren't going exactly the way you want or something doesn't kind of break the way you hope it does. Um, these are the constant little, like, you know, ding of a bell reminding me that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm going to keep on doing it until he tells me to do something else. So, um, that's, that's really how he, he shows up every day, really. And and it's kind of
0: beautiful. And what I love, because, you know, what I found when I first stepped into the Christian writing world, and went to writers conferences, is there these authors that were published that were there teaching younger writers how to write how to get published, who eventually, you know, got book published and became their um, competitors in a way. (laughs) But In the Christian community, really, I've just found so many people just supporting and encouraging and we help promote each other. And so, you know, when I when I found out about Angels Unaware, I'm like, yes, this is something um, I want to get behind. I want to tell others about because, you know, people when they're out there sharing God's message, I mean, those are who we want to get behind. Um, So whether if it's in your industry or not, you know, I think it's so important as Christians um, to just promote and encourage and inspire other people And when you see them doing good things, just like, okay, yeah, come on. (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to help you. And I love that you're doing that too. Tell us a little bit about your give back um, campaign that you're doing too. So when we started, that was another,
1: that was a a real key component that we we, Jill and I both felt that we had to include. Um, We wanted, and we especially liked the idea of coming up with something where kids are helping other kids because again, um, it's just another layer of the message when you're wearing these clothes, another way to feel really good about it. So, um, we kind of looked around, we, there were lots, you know, there's lots of organizations to participate with. Um, but we really landed on feed the children because again, it was, it was children and no child should go to bed hungry. Um, it's just, that's just wrong on, just should never be so, we wanted to work with them. um, And, you know, unbeknownst to me, you know, it can get hard to give people money. Um, And so we had to go through a process with, with them as well, because of course we were going to use their um, their name and their logo in, in our promotions. So they wanted to make sure that we were legit and that we were really um, on the right page and, and, and could be a partner with them. So again, that was another step. That was another process we had to go through. We had to talk a lot about what we were and what we were doing and why we wanted to do it. And it was taking a really long time, longer than I thought it should. And, and I said to Jill, my partner, that I said, I don't think it's going to happen with Feed the Children. For, I just It's just taking too long. And I don't know. I think maybe we should start looking maybe for another option. And a few days later, we heard back from them and um, they had gone to the board and with our, you know, information. Um, and we were the first um, startup company that they had ever partnered with. Uh, yeah, because and we were honored beyond belief, of course, um, because they like the, that. Our, they love our message. They love what we're doing. They love what we're trying to to promote. And um, so, yeah, that was a big feather in our cap. And we were really excited because it was what we really wanted And there was just another validation that we were doing what we were supposed to be doing.
0: So it was very exciting. That is so cool. And what this just brings out a conversation that I was having, one of my daughters, um, we have a neighbor who is not a Christian, who's her age, and she's trying to share the good news with him. And he's just like, I don't believe it. I mean, it's just a big challenge. And she's praying about it. And she's like, I just want him to believe. And I'm like, you know what, sometimes all God asks us to is to just sow the seeds just to tell people about what we believe in, let them see a difference in our lives. And it might be 20 years from now before, you know, he accepts Christ or 50 years from now, we never know. And as I'm, you know, I just had this conversation just with her this morning. And then as I'm hearing you, you're talking about, okay, I had to go in front of all these people at the incubator, <laughs> I had to go in front of all these people at um, feed the hung- feed the children. And I'm just thinking this is seeds. These are seeds that are going out. Um, so, you know, of course, your your whole thing is to encourage young girls and to um, give them, you know, messages that they can stand behind and comfortable clothes and modest clothes. I mean, all these things, but also in the process. I just love how God is using you to just sprinkle seeds all around to these other companies, these other organizations. And you never know how even those seeds will maybe someday take root. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, again... Um from my, my Mennonite background,
1: you know, a little bit shy, a little bit, you know, sort of, um, not, not wanting to stand on, on, on a podium at all. Um, and finding myself sometimes in what I would consider a little bit uncomfortable spot, you know, having to just be very out front out, you know, out with it. And, um, it's, it's stretching me and it's making me, um, in a closer relationship with him because I can't do any of this without him. And, um, that's teaches me another, again, it's, it's just another way of teaching me and and helping me to grow. And I think that, um, you know, that's just another reminder that he's never done with us. (laughs) He's constantly (laughs) perfecting us and, um, it's, it's not always easy. There's there's tough days with that, but um, we can do it with his help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the whole theme of walking out is you just have to take the first step and know that God is there. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, when you go to start a company like this, there is a hundred, a thousand steps that you need to go through, but you just need to take the next one. Exactly. And God will be there. exactly. And how uh, oh, he's always there. And he always gives us the strength we need, the wisdom we need for that next step. Well, Rita, I just have enjoyed just having you on so much. And I want to mention a couple things that you were so generous to send some outfits to my girls, which they just love. And if you want to see the video, um, I will include a link to that in the show notes. And I think they were kind of nervous. I think they would have been like, if I wasn't videotaping, they would have been totally like more bouncing off the walls. But they were like, why is mom sitting here with her phone pointing to us? But I have to say that they do, they wear the clothes all the time. They're always running around in them um you know as soon as they're washed they're they have them back on so they are huge fans and i haven't shown them the new stuff yet they'll probably be like i want this and i want that and um which is always a good thing um but also the website is just angelsunaware.com and is there anywhere that um people can connect with you other than the website um no that's it
1: That's, that's really the place that's the place to go
0: yeah so definitely go there and you could um, read more about the giving back and then you could shop. Um, there's tops and bottoms and you could look at the new arrivals, which the new skirts are just adorable too, and also the the leggings with the daisy on it. I, I know those are so cute. So um if you have a little girl, <laughs> I'm sure you you will find something adorable for, for her. Um, so Rita, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything, just one last thing maybe God's put on your heart that you want to share and encourage moms with? Um, I just, I encourage moms to, um, share their
1: voice. And, um, if no matter how you do it, just sending your daughter with the message of love that you have in your heart and that, that you can't be with them, Every step of the way, every moment in their life, but he is always with them, and um, just reminding of them of that every day
0: um, makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all you're doing. I thank you that, you know, you're giving us this opportunity to share with our kids. You're giving us the tools, which are in this case, clothes that, that we can, um, put on them and help them to just remember that God is always with them and that they have those messages with them. So thank you for, I know it's scary starting a new business, but thank you for stepping out and doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate the support.
0: Yeah. And again, you could find more information about Rita and about Angels Unaware in the show notes. And you can also look at the clothes on my kids and the video there. Um, we'll have a link to that too. So thank you so much, Rita. Well, what did you think? My guess is that you fell in love with Rita, just like I did. And you have to make sure you go and check out the adorable clothes that she has designed. Now in my show notes, which are just at walkitoutpodcast.com, I have links to the Angel Unaware website, and you'll also be able to see photos of my little two girls wearing some of the cute clothes, which they still wear all the time. And so fun, Rita was also good enough to offer a coupon code for listeners. So if you go to check out anything, you just put in ANGELS20, that's the word ANGELS, the number 20, all caps, for 20% off your first order. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is Colossians three fourteen through 15. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. I just love that verse, clothe yourself with love. And I think when we do pay attention to what we're wearing, that's what we're doing. We're clothing ourselves in love to inspire and encourage the younger generation. Also, friend, here is a prayer for us. Now, dear God, sometimes we forget that what we put on is a reflection of you. It's so easy for us to want approval for others from others, Lord, but our greatest desire needs to be approval from you. So today, Lord, I just ask that you help us all, all that's listening and me, to clothe ourselves in love. I also pray that you may fill us with your love and peace, because I know that when you fill us on the inside, it will be reflected outwardly. Also, Lord, thank you for stories from those who you raise up from unexpected places. Thank you for our women like Rita who are shining your light in industries that we often don't think about. I pray that each of us can discover who you uniquely designed for us to be. And Lord, I pray that you may receive all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. So, thank you, friend, for tuning in to Walk It Out today. As always, you can find out more information about me on my website, which is just trishagoyer.com. And know you can find me on any social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under Trisha Goyer. Finally, friends, I'd really appreciate it if you tell your friend about this podcast and just shoot me a note on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, Trisha, I shared your podcast with my friends. Or if you post about it link me. I would just love to see that you're doing that. It's just so encouraging when I get notes from people that say I'm listening. It just really inspires me. Um, And it encourages me to just keep going. I have some amazing guests that are coming up. So I know you'll be encouraged. And as you know, this podcast is sponsored by my book, Walk It Out, The Radical Result of Living God's Word, One Step at a Time. It's published by David C. Cook. And David C. Cook is a nonprofit publisher spreading God's word in over 100 countries, so be sure to check them out online too. So thank you, friends, for tuning in, and I pray that this week you will be blessed. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music.